welcome to the National Lewis of a Youth Podcast. And this is for our month of June, where we'll be celebrating Juneteenth. So, hello, my name is Marquise Holyfield. I am the Associate Director of Student Engagement here at National Lewis, and I have with me... Hello everyone, my name is Hannah Wilson and I am the Assistant Director of Student Engagement here at National Lewis University. And today we're super excited to talk to you all about Juneteenth, learning about our culture, how we develop and grow, really asking some pointed questions about Juneteenth, our liberation. Are we really free? Should we be celebrating the 4th of July? Is that really for African-Americans, Black people? Should we really be celebrating Juneteenth? And what does Juneteenth really mean to us? So without further ado, let's get to it, Hannah. So, okay, you know, I've been asked this question about a bajillion times. You know, what is Juneteenth? And what is all the hype about it? Juneteenth is actually the day where in Gaveston, Texas, they actually got the word that African-Americans was actually freed from slavery. So it took them, I believe they said about two and a half years to three years to get the word out that African-Americans were actually free from slavery because we know that the Civil War ended slavery and that was, I believe in 19, uh, 1865. But the word didn't get to us until about two and a half years later that slavery was, slavery was actually over. So, I mean, to me, it's like, that's a little bit crazy. It's like, one, I know we think about today's technology. It's like, okay, we had cell phones. <laughs> we would know immediately. Text messages, you know, everybody be free, social media. But um, really thinking about our history and understanding that it took a long time for to get the word out. But it just really helping us to think through, like, all these years we've been celebrating July the 4th, you know, our American history, where we are very proud of our American history of being Americans in itself. And it's just really helping me to really think differently about like, hmm, should we really be celebrating July 4th? Because, you know, America got its independence from England, July 4th, 1776, but we weren't free. Exactly. Not at all. (laughs) Slavery was in the height of its prime when you think about it. I know. So it's kind of crazy to think about like when we start really talking about Juneteenth and how like really that is our independence day and how it wasn't necessarily for me a couple of years ago that I even knew that even what the date was and what Juneteenth meant. I heard a lot of people talking about it. I was like, what's that? I agree. I feel like for years, for years, for years, it was something that was not really celebrated. It wasn't really discussed. I would definitely agree. It's been maybe within like the last five to six years that has become a very popular holiday to celebrate. But before that, I don't think it was, I never was taught taught about it. I was, we never celebrated. We never talked about it. It's just to recently that the day has actually became prominent in our culture. And I think that's one of the important things that we learn in our society and learn that is important where they tell us it's important to know your history. Yeah, for yourself. Right, for yourself and not be looking for somebody else to give it to you, force feed you. So, because without learning your history, you've lost kind of a piece of yourself, a piece of your culture, um, a piece to learn not to repeat. Juneteenth happened many, many years ago. But are we as African Americans, are we really free? Easy question. Yeah, because it makes me think about we are free in the sense of 
yes, we can pretty much go where we want, do what we want on our own time and schedule, but are we really mentally, emotionally, financially free? It's like that cloud of oppression is still like hanging. It's just in different ways. No, like you said, no, we're not, um, you know, chained or we're not whooped for not doing what we're supposed to do. But I just feel like it's just been other ways to semi continues to put us in like a slavery mindset. Yeah, I know. I feel like we have come so far only not to come really far enough because we think about you know, we went from slavery days from when we were worked from sun up to sundown. We were given the leftovers, really the crops mm-hmm. of, you know, all of the, the crops of the land where we were able to take that and make it into something beautiful where part of our history yeah. and our culture is completely celebrated now where everybody wants to have oxtails mm-hmm. and chitlins and, 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 you know, and fried chicken and hogs. You know, like those are delicacies now when literally those were the scraps from the table, from the slave table was like, okay, y'all eat this because we going to eat the best. So while they was eating salmon and lobster and shrimp, we was, that's why we fell in love with, you know, catfish and all this other stuff because we got, we got the bare minimum. And now that's in demand, you know, people have kind of, uh, appropriated our culture and stuff in our food and so since so we we got that piece and then we we pretty much leave that piece to go to we jump right into the Jim Crow laws where we were free but really wasn't free because you know we were still dealing with lynchings and hangings and you couldn't look at uh you couldn't look at white people and men couldn't look at white women and it wasn't really equal right if you looked at what was given to white people versus what was given to us like even just looking at some movies and even the difference between the quality of the bathrooms and quality of what was given to us versus the quality that was given to white people yeah i mean just even the quality you know we look at a phenomenal good example of that as we start to think about moving into the civil uh civil rights era you know everybody's probably much have seen hidden figures yeah, that, thing, yes. that is like a perfect example like she had to go two blocks yeah. away just to get to the bathroom and she couldn't for actually fulfill her job duties to the best of her ability yeah. because she was you know separated by a bathroom mm-hmm. and then i think that that's part of that thing for that movie for me is when he took down the signs it was like we all use the same bathroom yeah. this is ridiculous but really starting to understand the importance of it and how throughout our history and our culture, we have been looked at second-class citizens. And so I feel like that has continued to progress, you know, as we've gone through our civil rights area. So we was able to get, you know, the right to vote and, you know, to have the understanding that we are equal and have the fullness of the constitution really represent us. Because when the constitution was written, Black people were still property. We were uh, three-fifths of a person and property. Mm-hmm. And so when all of these things came into about, we finally felt like at some point, oh, we've here, we've made it because a lot of African-Americans have done, gone on to do some amazing things and, you know, even held the highest office, which is the president of the United States. But we've learned in recent years <laughs> 
we're not as free as we think we are. No, not at all. Because I think even after we talk about, you know, Jim Crow and then the civil rights movement, and then we get into like the 70s and the 80s, and then we think about mass incarcerations and all of that, which was supposed to be another way to imprison African-American males. So it just trickles down and just, I feel like you just find other ways to continue to enslave African-Americans. here in 2021, knowing that 2020, not only did we go through a pandemic and how that greatly affected African-Americans and, you know, and bringing more to light the disparities in our health system, you know, health systems, but also disparities around food. The, the food inequity was huge and big. And those were the two main pieces that were needed um, during this pandemic, but also I think it also exposed our education system because it was some uh, environments that just couldn't function um, during this pandemic time. And then of course we were all going through everything we were going through with our former president, which we will not name, but uh, you know, that and then at the height of the pandemic, we're in the middle of, you know, seeing, you know, police brutality to the utmost, you know, Breonna Taylor still hasn't gotten, mm-hmm. you know, her just due and, yeah. you know, and Floyd, you know, got his just due. Really? Because we still went on that sentencing and that's going to say a whole lot. Yeah, it is. It's going to say a whole lot. And then, you know, and, you know, I love my city. I love Chicago, but we in the, the highest violence rate that I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And, you know, in my 40 years of being on this earth, it's just like, really? <laughs> you know, like the carjackings and everything that's going on, we can't really do anything. And it just goes back to where are these things happening? At what neighborhoods are these things happening? And, you know, are we really free? You know, the gun violence that we've seen, you know, I was just recently reading a, fo- a post from one of my friends, former colleagues was talking about how she lives in an area that mostly is elderly, is not a high, you know, violence traffic area, but she's had multiple shootings in her area from people trying to get people that don't even live in the area. So like she's traumatized from that alone where you think you're in a safe environment and you're not. That's so true. Sometimes we think we live in the best of neighborhoods sometimes and are we really safe? And when you talk about traumatized, I'm thinking about just a little girl who died at the mcdonald's and that's like the closest mcdonald's to my house and i it's been what two months i still have not gone to that mcdonald's because you just feel some type of way being in that area when you know this little girl died this little girl was murdered by gun violence and how like literally i mean my thing is before i leave out the house every day i'm praying asking god to cover my car cover me from all her harm and danger but i have to like be very specific from carjackings from robberies from thefts from shootings you know like it's like a a laundry list of things you got to pray for to cover you to protect you so that you can just go to work every day i don't want us to all focus on like there's a lot of not so great things um about our history 
but it's some phenomenal things that's in our culture. Yeah. So, um, you know, I really want us to really focus on and kind of move on a little bit. To, you know, we brought awareness to those things, but I just really want to focus on like some of the phenomenal things that we've been able to do in Black culture where we talked about the food and our music and our creativity. You know, my grandmother always kept saying that our culture is the only culture that will take the scraps of anything and make something beautiful oh, out of it. Yeah, that's how she <laughs> and so, so she was so she was, was an encouragement for us to say no but even if you get the scraps or the leftovers from the table you can still make something beautiful out mm-hmm. of it and I feel like that's part of our history is a lot of things that you know blues and jazz came out of our mourning and out of our hurting but it became this phenomenal music, piece of music and you know, when we think about our gospel music and, you know, how it inspired us and so forth and our faith, it was interesting because, you know, recently um, me and Keith were talking seriously about um, how, like, when you really think about um, why we stay in church for so long and they talk about the black church, oh my God, you be in there for hours. Well, if we think about going back into slavery time, that was the only time we could be, be our, free. And be ourselves, exactly. <laughs> so church would stay from sun up to sun yeah. down because you ain't have to work and they want to come bother you. You wanted to be there because of everything that was going on, the spirit that you felt present. Yeah. The family. Yeah. Uh, this yeah. is the time for you to, like you said, relax and really commune with one another versus you know, worrying about what you got to do in the field and worry about what you got to do in the house. Like, this is the time for you to, like, debrief and separate yourself, yeah. if possible. So, it's just funny how things that we laugh about, make fun of about our culture has some very significance behind where that really comes from. But I already, you know, I want to think about, like, when we, when I think about, you know, like, Mae Jennison, the first African-American woman astronaut, she went to my high school. And so, like, that is affinity for me to, you know, to think about that and how, you know, we have so many entrepreneurs and so forth. And I would say one of the blessed things that I see um, in ways to celebrate Juneteenth, there are so many festivals and different things going on. So many entrepreneurs. Yeah, I, I would say too, like this is definitely the prime time for Black-owned businesses. Definitely. And I think as we talk about ways to celebrate, you know, even if it's just finding some type of way to support a Black business, whether it be, you know, food or a bakery or products, you know, whatever it is, I think that is definitely a great way also just to celebrate Juneteenth is just to support Black-owned businesses. And I think it's too is a time to spend time with community and family yeah. and like, you know, do a service project. You know, you we all got that elderly neighbor they can't help themselves. Yeah. So, you know, cut the grass, plant the flowers. Right, definitely. <laughs> you know, all those different things, you know, feed the homeless, do something in the community, bring awareness to gun violence that's happening yeah. within the community, stand up and talk about how we're not going to take it, continue to fight for our rights to make sure that our rights are not violated and that we support, you know, we still are seeing bills across the country um, where they're trying to attack voting rights in some of our different states, like mm-hmm. do something to fight against that, mm-hmm. write a letter to your congressman, there's many different ways that we can continue to celebrate our freedom and Juneteenth and make a celebration. But of course, you know, we always have that good backyard party. I was just going to say that. That traditional backyard party. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Have that backyard barbecue. You know everybody going to be doing that. Uh, you know, 
all of us Chicagoans and I, you know, we're going to be stepping in, <laughs> stepping in the background <laughs> and just laughing, enjoying, you know, enjoying enjoy your family and just enjoying the company of your relatives. Because I would just say just where we are in the world, just being able to celebrate the lives of your family members, especially over this last year. Because millions really did not make it. So just the fact that we could come together as a family and celebrate the ones that are still here, I just think if we don't celebrate nothing else, just it's a prime thing to celebrate. Yeah, to be able to celebrate life yes. is important and just accomplishments and so forth. You know, we have some phenomenal people who are celebrating some great graduations during this yes. time because, you know, a year ago we get through all this. And so I think that's key and important. But also those of you who are like me and love to read a good book or hear good music you know celebrate with a good song and something that brings inspiration to your heart we love the fact that you know amanda gordon when she spoke at the inauguration she has a plethora of poetry that will inspire our hearts and make us to be proud of what it means to to be black and to celebrate um juneteenth during this time i think that's going to be key and important for us and of course there's some other phenomenal authors out there you know you always got a good archery lord, uh, lord book out there that would be great to show the uh coats out there great books so it's phenomenal reads and don't forget some of your good fiction pieces you yeah. know i know sister soldier came out with a new yeah, one she did she did <laughs> so yeah. we can definitely be into that so it's a lot of different ways for us to kind of really celebrate. So, you know, we just want us to think about like where we came from, the importance of Juneteenth and have it in our hearts. Make sure we also educate our children about it, educate yeah. the next generation, the importance of it. What do we need to do to continue to keep it alive? Make sure it's in our history books, yeah. it's taught in the classroom. Figure out a way how we can get the day off just like July 4th. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is true. It's funny you say that. I saw it on many different websites all about that. Right. <laughs> in the way that you feel appropriate and, um, that will bring life and um, laughter and love into your life mm -hmm. and make sure that it brings you the peace that you need but you know Hannah and I both want to just say you know happy Juneteenth day <laughs> and do something fun uh, enjoy the fun in the sun celebrate in the way that brings you joy and hope but also keep that day in our hearts to remember our history uh, and where we come in and, and think about all the lessons learned. So I'm really looking forward to the future as we all continue to educate ourselves because we know we got black people, we moving up, we get our master's degrees, we get our doctoral degrees, we start businesses, we is doing it up. You know, and it's some everyday folks. I know we always think about, you know, the Oprahs and the Obamas and so forth. But I want us to think about us celebrating Juneteenth to remember that all of us has that one special thing on the inside of us that we were here to create, to solve, to be innovative, and to bring life within to our culture, our history, but also within our society and in our world. But what are you going to do when the challenges really hit? Yeah.
All right, NOU, thank you for spending time with us. We have loved talking with you all and giving you a little bit of history and tidbit just from our point of view and our thought process on Juneteenth. And we'll see you again.